This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for June 22nd, 2020. Before I get into the message, I just want to say for all the fathers out there, I hope you had a, an amazing Father's Day. I know I did. I had one of the best Father's Day I, I ever had, and, and it was great, and, uh, and I was blessed, and I went to sleep last night with a big smile on my face, so a blessing to all the fathers out there. Uh, the kingdom of God operates... Uh, you know, I've taught on this before where in the kingdom of God, it's a real kingdom, right? And so in the kingdom, we make an exchange with faith. Faith is how we make an exchange in the kingdom. And while, while the currency of the kingdom is faith, the culture of the kingdom is honor. So as a, as a born again believer, you should always honor one another. And then when those days come where you're going to honor mothers or honor fathers or honor uh, someone else for whatever accomplishments they had, what honor does, it allows you to, to honor that person, to acknowledge the way that God sees that person without stumbling over their past and without stumbling over their mistakes. And if you are born again, you should be a man or woman of honor and give honor to whom honor is due. All right. All right. So let's get into the word for this morning. Uh, this is faith and patience, part 48, part 48. So far, the title of today's message is the pain and the promise, the pain and the promise. If you want the promises of God, you are going to have to learn how to get past the pain because life will, will offer you up some painful situations. So James 1, 2 through 4, foundational scripture, the Bible says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, you should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Why, Rick? For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up within you the power to endure all things. And then this power to endure all things, patience, this patient endurance, when it grows inside of you stronger and stronger and stronger, you will actually get to the point where there is nothing missing and nothing lacking, right? It releases perfection or maturity maturity into every area of your life until the point where there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. And that's what we want to get to. In Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, the Bible says that there's a time, there's a season for everything and everything is going to happen in your life at just the right time. And then finally, Genesis 42 verses 23 and 24, we left off at verse 22 on Friday. So I'm picking it up here in verses 23 and 24. I'm going to read it to you from the Message Bible. The Bible says, Joseph had been using an interpreter. So they didn't know that Joseph could actually understand everything they were saying. So Joseph had to leave. He turned away from them and he cried. And then when he was able to talk again, he regained his composure. He came back and he took Simeon and had him tied up. And he says, I'm making this one out of all the brothers. I'm going to make him a prisoner. And all the other brothers were watching. I just pause here. That's enough for today. So what does this mean to you today? On this Monday morning, we've gotten through all the preliminaries. So what does this mean to you today? I have four things to share with you on this morning. I want you to rid your heart, rid your mind of all distractions. Just focus in four things. Number one, here we go. I hate to tell you this, but pain is part of life. Pain is part of life. 
If you say, well, I haven't experienced pain, well, then keep on living because pain is part of life. On Friday, we left off with the brothers realizing that they had, they were reaping what they had sown, right? And so they were like, what, what, what's going on? And then Reuben said, listen, didn't I tell you guys? I mean, immediately when they were in that bad situation, their minds went back to 20 years ago. And Reuben was like, didn't I tell you don't hurt the boy? But no, you wouldn't listen. And now we're paying for his murder. This is crazy because they're having this discussion right in front of Joseph. And they're talking in their native language. They're speaking in Hebrew and they the last thing on their mind was to think that this Egyptian man could understand what they're saying. So they are actually talking about Joseph in front of Joseph in their native language. And Joseph was speaking to them through a translator and Joseph was remaining in character. So they didn't know that Joseph could understand everything that that they were saying. And so they were talking about Joseph in front of Joseph and they were having a plain conversation about it. So think about that for a minute. Imagine you're Joseph. These people did you wrong. They sold you into slavery. Because of them, you wound up as a slave. Because of, They almost killed you, first of all. Then because of them, uh, you wound up as a prisoner. Because of them, like, you know, you, you, they even think that you're dead. And now the tables have turned and you have the power, right? And you're standing right there and you have armed, uh, uh, you know, a, a personal security detail with you. And you could snap your fingers and have them all killed. And you have the power to destroy them just like that. And they're talking about you in front of you. Like, I mean, they're having this conversation in front of you. Like, you ever really wonder what people say about you when you're not around? Well, they're actually having this conversation about you in front of you. And you're standing right there and you're hearing the whole thing. And in that moment, although Joseph was blessed, in that moment, although Joseph had thought he had got past all this stuff, I mean, he thought he was good, right? I mean, he had, I, I let it go a long time ago, but no, all of this stuff started to bubble up. And he was he had a front row seat to the conversation about himself and they didn't even know he was, he, he could hear them. And so now all of this stuff that he thought was no longer there, all of this stuff started to bubble up. All of this stuff started to bubble up to the point where, where 20 years of emotion flood, flooded through his body. And he stepped away for a moment and he cried. He broke down and he cried. He, he was living so good that he thought he had got past that pain. But just hearing them talk about it just brought it back up to the forefront of his heart and he lost it. So what's the point here? The point is that being a Christian does not exonerate us from painful situations. I would love to tell you that it does, but it doesn't. I have endured my fair share of pain, and so I'm sure you have as well. And the good news is that God gives us the power, the grace, the ability to overcome the pain, to get back up and to move forward. That's what Joseph did. He regained his composure. He wiped his tears. He calmed down for a minute. He went back and he focused on the dream and he kept going. Joseph still had a plan to complete. He still wanted to see Benjamin. He still wanted to see the second dream fulfilled. So he can, he continued to act out in character, talking through an interpreter, and he had Simeon arrested while the other brothers were watching. My point is that his focus on the promise was what enabled him to operate in compassion and forgiveness instead of resentment and revenge. And so as born-again believers, we should learn from Joseph. If you focus on God's promise you will be amazed at how much pain you can actually overcome. If you keep your mind focused on the promise, like keep your eyes on the prize, you will be amazed at what you are able to overcome, what you are able to 
endure, what you're able to press through and persevere, you will develop grit along the way while you're building up your patience if you keep your eyes on God's promise. All right, number two, love is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. So God commands us in his word to operate in love and to forgive. Now, here's the issue, though. We are free moral agents, you and I, right? We have the the ability to choose. We can choose to obey God or we can choose not to obey God. Love is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. This means that hatred is a choice. Resentment is a choice. And as believers, we have to make the right decisions. And and our life is going to be a grand sum total of those decisions. So if you choose to operate in love, in compassion, in forgiveness, instead of hatred, and resentment and, and bitterness, then you are going to be in a better position. You will be more open and more apt to experience God's best. Joseph was blessed because he had the ability to forgive, to move on. Actually, I talked about this yesterday in church. Let me just slide this in real quick. In Luke chapter six, by, by Luke chapter six, Jesus had been ministering and crowds have been following. And, and early in, in Luke, chap, Luke chapter six, Jesus broke away he spent some time praying. He came back from that prayer. He looked out into the crowd and he picked 12 apostles out of the crowd. And once his team was in place, he started to minister to the crowd. And this is what he said. He said, now to you who are ready, look at me, to you who are ready for the truth, I say to you, this is the first thing he says after he picked this team, for you guys who are ready for the truth, this is what I say. First thing Jesus said was, love your enemies. <laughs> I mean, think about that. So Jesus said, for those of you who are ready for the truth, I'm saying that you have to love your enemies. Now, this is a supernatural love because in a natural sense, we don't want to love our enemies. So supernaturally, Jesus made it clear that from the beginning that there is a love that comes from God that enables us to operate with a love that is beyond human love. This is supernatural. Human love knows how to love those who love you back, but there's a supernatural love that, that enables you to love even when the other person doesn't love you back, enables you to love, even when the other person is doing you wrong, it enables you to love even when, basically this human, uh, human love is contingent upon the other person loving you back, but supernatural love is not contingent upon the other person, it is one-sided. So God gives you the ability to love beyond the limits of your humanity. Beyond, you will be able to love in a way that you would never love otherwise because you are loving in a supernatural way, empowered by the Holy Spirit. This is the love of God. If you want to make the most of your life, look at me, here's my point. If you want to make the most of your life, you only got one life. If you want to make the most of the life that you've been given, you have to operate in love. You, you, I mean, it's if, if you hold on to bitterness, malice, resentment, unforgiveness, these things are blessing blockers. So here's my point as I close out this point. Picture the blessing of God flowing to you, right? The blessing is coming. Now, picture things that are stopping the blessing. And so like bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, you know, these things are blessing blockers. Now, you don't want anything to block the blessing. If you want the fullness of God's blessing to operate to you and through you in your life, you have to remove every blessing blocker. Remove everything, fear, doubt, unbelief, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness. Remove every blessing blocker so that the blessing is free to flow in your life. Say amen to that. All right, number three, 
The promise can get us past the pain. Now, you're like, Brother Pena, can you encourage me this Monday morning? I'm about to encourage you right now. If you focus on the promise, then your focus on the promise can get you past the pain. This series is about faith and patience. It's about believing God for major things. I'm talking about like yeah, I'm, the major things that God has called you to do. I want you to see that. I want you to picture that. I want you to imagine that. I want you to daydream about it. I want you to think about you doing what God has called you to do, even though you, you're not there yet, even though it may not happen for a year, five years, 10 years. I want you to spend some time in your future. I want you to spend some time thinking about the man, the woman that God has called you to be doing what it is that God called you to do. Spend some time seeing yourself in the fullness of the manifestation of the promise so that when you come back to reality and you come back to this moment and you come back to this Monday morning and you have a calendar full and you got phone calls and emails and reports and all this stuff that you have to do, you come back to that moment and you say, okay, now I am going to deal with my today. I'm going to do what I got to do so I can get to where I want to be so I could do what I, I, I want to do. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Listen, if you are going to live that way, you are going to have to develop patience along the way. And patience is this force of consistency and it enables you to remain consistently the same even through painful situations. Here's the truth. The truth is people are messy. The truth is people are going to hurt you along the way. I like equipment and I like to mess with equipment instead of messing with people because people are messy. People are, are phony. People are fake. Uh, people, there are some people that are just flat out. I mean, they will come up against you. They're smiling your face. People will do stuff to you and they will hurt you and it will be painful. And one of the greatest ways to get past the pain is to think about the promise. It's to focus on your promise, the promise that God gave you, your outlook will determine your outcome. Joseph was able to keep the proper perspective. Joseph was able to think about the thing that was bigger than the thing that was in front of him. Joseph focused on the promise and his focus enabled him to get past the pain. So if you want to get past the pain, you have to focus on the promises of God on your life. Listen, make a decision as I close out this point, make a decision right now that you are going to live your life from God's point of view, that you are going to that you are going to see no man after the flesh, that you are going to look at your situations from God's perspective. And if you do, if you look at every situation through the lens of faith from God's perspective, looking at it the way that God looks at it, Lord, how do you want me to see this? Show it to me. Come on, Holy Spirit. I need to see this from a different perspective. I'm really upset right now. If, if you allow the Holy Spirit to show you things from his lens, from his perspective, you will be amazed at how much pain you can overcome, at how much patience you can display why? Because greater is coming for you. You got it? All right. Number four. And finally, as I close here, number four, look at me as I say this, keep going. Choose divinity over your humanity. I need you to choose your divinity over your humanity. All right. Let me explain what I mean. One of the most common characteristics of champions is just their ability to, to keep going. They just simply never quit. They never give up. So Joseph could have quit in the pit phase. Joseph could have quit in the Potiphar phase. He could have quit in the prison phase. Matter of fact, even when he was in the palace, he could have held on, you know, to that pain and he could have allowed it to destroy him even in the palace phase. But Joseph refused to quit. He kept going and you have to do the same. You and I, me too, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. Let me say this. When you add patience to your faith, you will build up the divine power to keep going even when your humanity is telling you to quit. Let me explain what I mean. Uh, so you are, I don't know if you know this, if you've been watching today's word, you should know, you are a human conduit of the divine. So what I mean is that you are a human, you are flesh and blood, 
But if you're born again, you have God on the inside of you, like God, like the same God who sits on the circle of the earth, the same God who spoke to darkness and created light, that same God is living in you. And so now you are a human conduit of the divine. You are actually walking around with God in you. You are actually taking God with you into every meeting, every conversation, and all the activity that you engage in on a daily basis. Now, there will be times because now you have humanity and you also have divinity in you, right? And so there will be times on the road to your destiny. There will be times on the path to your purpose where your humanity gets overwhelmed like Joseph did. Like, I mean, and so Joseph had to step apart uh, uh, away and cry. There, you, you have humanity and you have divinity and your divinity will tell you to keep going and love and forgive and all of that. But there will be times where your humanity just gets overwhelmed. There will be times where your humanity gets stressed out. There will be times where you will cry, like the pain will be too real. And so now you have humanity and you have divinity. I'm saying choose divinity over humanity. For you to become the the man or the woman that God has called you to be, for you to walk in, in God's best, for you to experience everything that God called you to experience in this world, you are going to have to learn to choose your divinity over your humanity on a daily basis because there will be moments where the pain is so real, where the hurt is real, that when you're crying in that moment that you don't want to do this no more, that uh, there will be moments where you want to give up and that's your humanity. But that's where your divinity has to kick in. That's where you have to choose spirit over soul, over your body. You have to choose God's purpose over your emotions. You have to keep going. God will give you the supernatural strength to keep going. This is what faith and patience is all about. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I have the ability to look past the pain in my life and to focus on your promise. My outlook will help determine my outcome. I have the proper focus and it enables me to walk in love, compassion, and forgiveness. You are love. You live in me. So you enable me to walk in your love and to have peace while I do it. Your love empowers me to keep going. Therefore, that's what I do. And as I do, I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, sign up and get the messages, put your email address there, hit subscribe. You're going to get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. I want you to head into this Monday morning knowing that there will be painful situations, but God gave you a promise. And if you focus on the promise, you will get through the pain. Leave me some comments in the chat if you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, and then share this on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you, and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. God bless you.